Hi friends, I just wanted to remind you about our Patreon account. For as low as $1, you can become a patron of the Mamahood podcast to help support the show. Just head to patreon.com slash the Mamahood podcast to choose the amount you want to pledge. There is absolutely no pressure, but when you become a patron, your donation helps us to continue to pay for the production and time that it takes for us to show up here every week. We are so grateful and want to thank you right here on the show when you become a patron. So this week, we want to personally thank Alicia, Ashley, Courtney, and Jamie. You guys are rock stars. Again, that's patreon.com slash the Mamahood podcast, and we'll leave a link in the show notes. Thank you, friends. We love you so much. Mama, a word that we all know, a word some of us hear a thousand times a day, and some are anxiously waiting for It's a title accompanied by immense joy, deep loss, and hearty laughter. I'm Aubrey. And I'm Marin. We love mamas, and we love your strength and your sacrifice. We honor your easy days and the days where you hide in a closet. Because we have them, too. We know that moms need moms, and that's where we come in. And the best part is, you can show up in your messy buns and sweatpants, and we'll never know. In fact, we're probably in ours, too. We hear you, and we want to connect with you. This is your community. So welcome to our sisterhood. Welcome to our circle. Welcome Welcome to to the the Mamahood. Hi, Mamas. Welcome to another episode of the Mamahood podcast. (laughs) Today, we are going to be talking about a topic that I love, um, and I've had the opportunity to spend a lot of time studying as well as experimenting with. Um... Neither of us are in no means experts at this, but I thought it would be fun and helpful if we shared 10 of the best tips for being a more peaceful and gentle mother. And we know that this is something that everybody struggles with, and we all have those moments where we completely lose it. The exhaustion and sheer craziness of motherhood is enough to make anybody lose it. And we're like the first (laughs) to admit that. But these are tips both from experts and things we've tried, and they are just things that help bring a little bit more peace to our parenting. Yeah. So I think, though, before we start, just to make everybody feel better and make ourselves feel better, we should both share a time when maybe we've been the not so peaceful mom. Um, What do you think? Oh, gosh, there's plenty of times I could share. (laughs) That's the problem. We all have them. That's I know. I know. So I think and two, I mean, I've. I freaked out at, I think I, I shared my target experience where I was a fail on a couple episodes ago where, um, my, I think he was five at the time was just a nightmare at target. And I like Mm -hmm. dragged him out to the car and totally screamed at him. And I was so mad. And I think those moments happen here and there. And I think they even happen worse when we're at the home and no one's watching, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think it's, it's good to kind of check yourself with that that's why we're kind of going over this because it is so well for me it's so easy to get so tired and so exhausted that my temper is really short and I want things done really fast I want the house cleaned and I want everyone to be in certain places and there's been times where like sometimes I'll be that snappy at home and Ryder will just be like okay mom (laughs) I love him he's the best (laughs) so I know he's so good for me but you know just I think there's a lot of things that happen in our homes that maybe we don't feel proud of. And so I think that's why it's so good to go over this, even for me, ourselves. And I actually didn't include this in the points, but I feel like one of the main things you can do is ask for forgiveness. And that's something that 
um, maybe we don't always think about as a parent because mm-hmm. it's hard. Like it's hard to admit when we've done something wrong. But mm-hmm. just as we were thinking about these moments, something that came to my mind is a while ago, I just totally lost my patience with Hudson and ended up taking him upstairs, putting him in the crib, which for a kid, like he hates that. Right. And I was like, you're going to sit in here and <laughs> calm down. I don't even remember. See, that's like so mild, Mare. <laughs> but I, well, he was really hurt by it. Like being kind of shut away, put in the crib, almost like, I feel like it almost like insulted him. And um, I don't even remember what he did. That's what's so stupid about it. But I calmed down and then I went upstairs and he was just so defeated, like laying there sad and I just have this memory of like sitting down on the ground and like staring at him through the like slates in the crib and Mm -hmm. just reaching through and holding his hand and just being like I'm sorry Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we kind of had that like moment together Mm -hmm. where I was able to apologize Mm -hmm. for freaking out and for losing it and um that kind of made it all better Mm -hmm. so and it almost makes them come to realize like I'm sorry for acting out or you know I think they kind of see that too through you when you apologize and they learn that from us Mm -hmm. so yeah I do have those moments for sure and I do think it helps when we apologize for them yeah I do whenever we can (laughs) no I think that's so good okay so let's dive into this list um so the first thing is time ends um, so I could kind of go into the science of this. We all know what timeout timeouts are, and I feel like this is a little bit of a controversial subject, so I won't go too much into it, but regardless of whether you're a parent who does timeouts or not, um, I think there is something so positive about time ins. Even if you do use timeouts, adding time ins to your parenting um, is something that can help you have more peace and gentleness in your parenting. Um, and it can help any parent connect more with their child and find peace in kind of those overwhelming moments when we feel overwhelmed or upset. Um, when we feel that way as adults, we understand how to regulate ourselves, but our kids don't. And that's kind of our job is to teach them how to regulate those big emotions. And so that's kind of the purpose scientifically between behind a time in. What um, is a time in? Does that mean, I mean, maybe just... Yeah, so a time out, right, that. is basically like you're going to be away from from us now you're gonna go to this isolated spot and figure yourself out right that's a time out a time in is the opposite a time in is we're going to stay together and we're gonna work through this tough moment together um so one of my favorite articles on this was published last year by dr donna matthews and i'm gonna link to more articles about this that just give ideas that fun ideas um but she gives some awesome advice for connecting and timing in with our children and This includes helping them regulate their breathing. Um, So taking deep breaths together um, is a great way to do a time in. It's coming together and deciding like, let's take four deep breaths or five deep breaths. Or I will even ask Hudson, how many deep breaths should we take? Because sometimes when they're having like a tantrum or they're really focused on whatever they're really upset about, asking them a question, like a really specific question can automatically distract their little mind from what's upsetting them. Mm -hmm. So I'll even, he'll be screaming about I want that blue plate or whatever and he's throwing stuff and just that distraction of Hudson taking his face in my hands and saying like how many breaths should we take and then he kind of pauses and will think and say like "Mm, five breaths you know and it's and we can take breaths together and that's an example of something you can do 
<clears throat> for it's a time like in. a distraction a distraction in the moment. together yeah. it's it's teaching them the things that we know to calm ourselves down like when we're stressed out mm-hmm. we don't always go and time ourselves out mm-hmm. in a corner mm-hmm. we know how in a moment to like take a few breaths or mm-hmm. regulate our mind so it's helping our child learn those tactics that's awesome um, i love that so this re- that works really well in our house um taking them to a peaceful quiet spot together where you can sing or talk softly together about what they're observing. So I like to take them maybe up to their room or over mm-hmm. to the couch and just sit and try and talk to them softly about like, what do you see in the room that's yellow? What do you see in the room that's blue? What noises do you hear right now? What's your favorite color? Asking them soft questions or even singing a little song with them to try and distract them. But having like a peaceful moment of connection mm-hmm. in a quiet spot together is a good way. Um, I feel like I'm just kind of no. This is so good. Keep going. Um, or if your child is behaving violently, this could be taking them to a safe place such as their room and just telling them that, okay, I'm gonna, I cannot let you hurt me, but I'm gonna sit across the room from you right now, and I'm just gonna sit right here. And I've done this before with my little two-year-old who tends to get a little more physical and a little more violent we'll go into a room and I'll set him down and I can tell that, you know, if I'm trying to get in his space right now, he might hurt me. But I can sit across the room and just say, mommy's gonna sit right here. And when you're ready, when you're calm and you're ready for me to hold you, then just come right over and I'll hold you. Or you tell me and I'll come and hold you. And I kid you not, we will sit there in the room, he will scream and tantrum and freak out and throw things and kick things and eventually, he stops and he comes over and I hold him. And it's a moment where I was there supporting him through these hard emotions instead of kind of locking him away to deal with it on his own. Mm-hmm. Does I that make love sense? this. Yeah. I think two different, I mean, you've given a couple examples with your boys, but different ages are, diff- are going to bring different mm-hmm. obstacles, you know, obviously. But I think I love that point of whatever it is, whether they're six, two or whatever, I think giving them what they need in that moment like with with Ryder he's a little bit older so like Mm -hmm. doing colors wouldn't really get him or you know but maybe for him you know finding something that's his level yeah so I love those points and each kid will be so different depending on their age but I think Marion's point point is so important because you're allowing them to learn how to go through that feeling and you're being there for them through it yeah you know yeah um and there's just tons of research on this so we'll link to a few articles with good ideas but it's just something that's definitely improved like the peaceful feelings between me and my toddlers I feel like we have less like hard moments Mm -hmm. that I look back on and feel bad about and more moments where I'm like that was growth you know that was hard but like we connected and now we're closer so how do you would you feel I feel like we should turn this into like an interview because this is so like I'm just eating all this information you're giving but if you were to be in that moment where your temper is you're feeling on edge and your kids throwing a fit and you're like ready to throw a fit what do you do in that situation for me I feel like those are the times where I lean towards breathing together because I'm able to breathe too oh yeah that's (laughs) true I really do like I have felt my time I have literally and maybe I've made like a scene but I've literally done this like at the playground when my kid isn't listening and he's like consistently running away from me and it's frustrating me and I have to bring him to the side and talk to him and he's freaking and kicking you know like we've all had these moments 
and I'm about to lose it and he's about to lose it and or he's already lost it and I will literally be like okay let's take some deep breaths right here you know yeah so breathing really helps I also feel like it's totally fine to turn away for a minute and do what you need to do to calm down before you talk with your toddler so that you can avoid having a negative experience Mm -hmm. where you do freak out at them Mm -hmm. or do kind of walk them away or whatever you tend to do when you're angry. Mm -hmm. Like we all have that reaction as a mom that is our natural reaction when we're angry. Mm -hmm. So if you can take a moment to breathe deeply or sing a song or listen to something or whatever to calm down before you interact with your toddler, like they're going to be fine for a minute while you calm yourself down too mm-hmm, you know? for sure and I think too with different kids like Ryder acts so different than Lucy like right. Ryder can I can yeah. do certain things with Ryder and it will he'll get it and then with Lucy I'll get mad at her and she doesn't care I have to do a certain mm-hmm. thing you know like but if I sit down with her and try, try and teach her then she'll grasp it you know right, right. So and I don't you know, know what's best kid, for your kids yeah. yeah for sure and sometimes it's learning that too you know mm-hmm. like it takes it's just trial and error sometimes but I love the idea of 10 minutes because it's 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 a in control situation, not an out of control situation. Right. And we do, I mean, like we, I've done timeouts too. So I'm not an extremist on this or like, I don't think you're like a bad parent if you have ever put your kid on timeout. Yeah, like, yeah. but, um, I just do think trying more opportunities of doing time ins and trying to incorporate those in, like you will see a difference. Mm-hmm. I, you really will. Like I just started researching this when I was in college and it's just been on the back of my mind. And then mm-hmm. um, just gradually incorporating it has been, I don't know, it's been big for us with having a That's more cool peaceful though. environment. I think sometimes you just need like an idea of what to do because yeah. I think so often we just react mm-hmm. instead of respond. You know, it's like we're just reacting to how we feel. Mm-hmm. And you have to have your feelings on one side and your actions on another because so often your feelings are going to be frustrated and you have to act differently. And that's really hard to do for me at least it's like right. a trick I have to learn every time so I really love that quote it's from L.R. Nost maybe Nost but um when little people are overwhelmed by big emotions it is our job to share our calm not join their chaos um and I just oh yeah I, I love, love that, that quote one. because we're the responsible party right our kids it's not up to like a little two-year-old who's barely learning to navigate earth mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. to be responsible for me not freaking out or getting angry right exactly. like I'm the adult here so it's my responsibility to teach him how to remain calm or how to work through big emotions peacefully yeah you know yeah no I completely agree with that I love that quote we need to have that we should put that on there too yeah we'll put a bunch of stuff in the show notes I'll make sure to link a lot of good articles with a lot more ideas too because I feel like if you just have them in your toolbox then when you're in that moment you can pull them out yeah because I think yeah it just it helps to have ideas like this because otherwise (laughs) otherwise I'm like on fire and I just act however I'm feeling and it's not good so well and you'll know what works for your kid and OBS is gonna I already know you're gonna make fun of me for this but I like actually saw this idea on in an article about this and it's been working for us because Hudson's been really into Star Wars and one of the things that I said to him lately (laughs) or the other day because he's been really into it he's really into like the Jedi and then the Sith and the light and the dark (laughs) and the like (laughs) the red lightsaber versus the blue lightsaber and that's bad and that's good or whatever so the other day I literally talked to him and I was like Hudson you know how 
with the force there's either a light side or there's a dark side and you have to choose to either do the light side of the force or the dark side and you can choose right now to choose the light side of the force or the dark side and the dark side means that we get mad and we kick and we scream and the light side means that we just choose to be happy and nice and talk about our emotions calmly and like that literally works for understands. you know yeah, he was like he oh i'd be on the light side you know oh, so, so whatever however you need to talk to your kids to help them work through those emotions that's that's really the point of it i love that so much though is there so, anything else you want to add to that the time is now that we've talked about it for like <laughs> the whole time no i think i think it's so important though <laughs> it's like such an easy I don't know. It's something that I have recently learned. It's not like a, it's not something that you automatically think of when your kids are in trouble, you know? Yeah. Okay. The rest of these will be quicker. (laughs) (laughs) They're all such good points though. So number two is quiet time by myself. Um, Speaking of quiet time though, in order to be a peaceful parent, it's just as important to find and take time for ourselves when we need to. I completely agree to this because I feel like it's just what, I mean, we keep coming back to this. The more we are able to take care of ourselves physically, mentally, emotionally, the more we're able to give. And I think it allows our homes to be more peaceful. And I don't know, I just strongly, I believe in that one for sure. And we've talked about this too. Like, honestly, it's so good to just have quiet time. Yeah. Like kids need quiet time, but we need quiet time. Like we need time to let our minds just rest and not be like clouded by all this other stuff, you know, mm-hmm. but just having quiet time. And I just feel like that helps us to be able to to stay calm and give more of ourselves. Yeah, for sure. So number three is kind of piggybacking off of that, which is quiet time with our kids. Um, so finding peaceful, quiet activities to do together. Um, and for us, this looks like nature walks or walking outside, which can be really quiet, especially if you find like a trail somewhere near your house and depending where you live maybe that's harder to do but um finding a trail where it's peaceful and quiet um doing art is Mm -hmm. huge like coloring together like will hudson loves to tell me to like draw something and it's ridiculous because i'm not a good artist (laughs) have have you done this with writer no like he'll sit there and just be like draw winnie the pooh oh yeah yeah and i'm like oh my gosh i can't (laughs) here it goes here we go (laughs) And I'll draw and he'll be like, that's not Winnie the Pooh. And I'm like, I know. It's I, it's like a bear with a something. Like it looks like a cat. But um, yeah, so art is big for us too as far as just finding quiet moments together or imaginative play, like playing with little guys or Legos or yeah. blocks or whatever. Just some sort of like quiet play mm-hmm. um, adds more peace to, to us. What about you? Yeah, what kind of quiet? For sure. Um, I think what quiet ones do I do? I mean, we're big into crafts too. So everything you just mentioned, I think is so good. And trails, just all of that, I think is, it's important to implement. I often, sometimes, like I mentioned, I think last episode where I will send my kids to watch a show for a minute while I meditate for 10 minutes, but they also need meditation too. They Mm -hmm. need that stillness in their life. So I've tried to incorporate that a lot more by just like either doing it with them or, just allowing just teaching them techniques that I do to help them and I think it it helps them a ton so mm-hmm. all of the activities though you mentioned were stuff that we do so I love those okay number four is alone time with each kid so kind of to pick off that one too because I think you can do that with you can do those things when you're alone with your kids so I'll put my girls down for naps and then me and Ryder will play a game or do cards or do a craft or paint or paint rocks or whatever it is mm-hmm. 
And I swear by this 10 minutes a day. It's actually something my sister told me to do when my kids were acting up and I took her challenge because I was desperate and it completely worked. Um, where my, just with, you're always transitioning when you have little kids, whether you're having more babies or you're moving or your husband's in school or, you know, you're, I just feel like when you have young kids, you're, you're constantly in transition mode. Maybe it's just me. I don't know, but I feel oh, like yeah, you, no, same. Uh, you mm-hmm. it's, it's just more than likely you're going to have some transitions. Mm-hmm. And so something that helped us a ton was just that 10 minutes a day. And I call it special time and they love it. And like, even to this day, they just, it's always like, is it special time yet? You know? And it's just where I put mm-hmm. everything aside. That kid gets 10 minutes at a time. So I usually try to do it during naps or, I mean, even if it's during bedtime and I go to each room for 10 minutes, whatever it might be, even with the baby, just to hold them for, or nursing makes it easy to do the 10 minutes a day. But I just feel like they act so much different. They feel like they've gotten your undivided attention for at least 10 minutes that day. I mean, it's 10 minutes. Like mm-hmm. it's not that long, Yeah, it's really but not. I think so often we're so good at multitasking. And so we're either on our phones or cook like dishes or cleaning the house it's so easy to want to be multitasking to to get things done but that 10 minutes is uninterrupted by chores people social everything and it's just you and them and it is life-changing I'm telling you I love that so much and I actually started doing it because of you because when you have especially like really close kids in age too it's hard yeah it's it's hard to find that yeah yeah because they're so close and they just play together all the time that's true yeah, that 10 minutes a day has been awesome for us too. And something else I will add is that um, Dallin and I have started doing date nights with our kids. Um, so taking one kid with us on a date to oh, dinner idea. or yeah. out to a movie. So like we took Hudson to see Star Wars by himself. We took Henry the other day out to lunch in Salt Lake. So um, like I think kids just need to feel special mm-hmm. on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is a way to, I think that helps them to feel more valued, helps them to feel more peaceful, which in turn, if each kid is feeling valued and peaceful, your home is just going to have a better feeling and a more peaceful environment. For sure. Cause if they feel good about themselves, they're going to treat their siblings better. They're going right. to treat you better and you're going to treat them better because you've, you have that connection and that bond with them. They're not going to be like screaming for your attention. They're going to feel yeah. attended to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Do you have a baby that is not sleeping through the night? If so, you need to listen up right now. I'm going to tell you about the most amazing and life-changing thing that happened to me last month. My little one-year-old Emmy was still waking up every two hours, and I decided that I had had my fill of it. Now, you guys know that I am not a cry-it-out mom, so I was really nervous when I reached out to my friend Marietta to help me, but... You guys, I was pleasantly surprised. Within two days of doing the advice that Marietta gave me, Emmy was sleeping through the entire night. I'm not even joking. Marietta is a licensed marriage and family therapist who specializes in helping zero to four-year-olds sleep better, and she owns the company called Little Dreamers. Sleep is so vital for our children. It improves attachment, physical, and emotional functioning. Marietta offers a wide range of services, from her free Q&As on Instagram to $10 personalized Q&A, sleep training guides, newborn sleep e-courses, as well as tech support to get you through the hard, stressful, and uncertain nights. Seriously, Marietta was texting me back in the middle of the night. 
Marietta will meet you where you are at and support the changes that you are ready to make. She brings non-shaming supportive environments to empower you to create the sleep environment that you want and need. You can find her at littledreamers.us on Instagram, www.littledreamers.us, or email her at marietta at littledreamers.us. And she is the best and has given us a code for you to use. The code is MAMAHOOD10 for 10% off one of her courses. Again, head to www.littledreamers.us and enter code MAMAHOOD10. Um, okay, number five is questions, asking questions and acknowledging their feelings. And um, I just find that when I speak to my children the way that I would want to be spoken to, when I treat their feelings as valid, and when I try my best to understand and acknowledge their feelings, things are so much smoother in our home. Um, when I talk to them like they're a pet, <laughs> or like mm-hmm. they are a child who doesn't know what's going on, or like they are just someone, a servant who's supposed to follow my commands... I don't feel good and they don't feel good and the feeling in our home is not good Mm -hmm. when I take time to say you know like it's just every day every day when you have a little kid and you ask him to do something and they don't want to do it there's going there's going to be pushback a hard moment yeah you know but acknowledging their feelings and getting down and being like I'm sorry that it's hard for you to leave right now we really have to go to school because if you go to school then you can learn and you can make new friends you know like Mm -hmm. taking time to acknowledge how they're feeling is huge for me it also just helps me to love them better Mm -hmm. and just feel more peace in our Mm -hmm. relationship with them asking them questions um like would you rather have you know mac and cheese or would you rather have a hot dog Mm -hmm. great examples for healthy meals (laughs) By giving them opportunities to to make decisions, mm-hmm. by asking them questions. These are all things that just keep the calm. Yeah. No, <laughs> I know? love this. I think, too, because as a parent, you feel like you're the parent and you're going to make the decisions. And, mm-hmm. you're, you know, sometimes I get in this, like, like writer's always like, well, mom's the boss. And then I'm like, <laughs> or he'll say, not really. Heavenly Father is the boss of you, mom. And I'm like, oh my gosh, no one's the boss. Like, let's just get this done. So I think just having that instead of like a, I mean, I think you should always, I believe in a parent-child relationship mm-hmm. instead of like a best friend relationship. I don't want, I want my kids to feel like I'm their friend, but I don't need to be their best friend. I'm their parent. And so in that regard, I'm the one responsible for them in teaching, in loving, in nurturing. And I don't need to be their best friend because I'm going to make sure that they're safe, you know, and I'm going to mm-hmm. make, I'm not going to be always the fun one. But I think acknowledging their feelings, just like what you're saying, it's so easy to just be in your rush of your day and think it's your day, but it's also their day too. And mm-hmm. they have feelings and they have, you know, things that are making them feel certain ways. And Shay's really good at acknowledging how they're feeling more than I am. But I feel like it's just so important to, to, almost hear yourself back um mm-hmm. my mom is always like if we could only just hear ourselves and our tones and have someone record us how we're talking you have to really like kind of think of that are you coming out really harsh because sometimes I do sometimes I'm like I didn't mean it like that like I'm just telling you to get your shoes on you know mm-hmm. like I'm not trying to be like mean or whatever I'm just trying to hurry you know and mm-hmm. so I think sometimes our tones change and that is where the feelings come out because they feel a certain way or they that tone made them feel 
sad or mad or they think I'm mad at them and I'm not, you know, and to me that's something I constantly have to work on because feelings are involved and I think remembering their feelings is the perfect way to switch your tone Mm -hmm. and it helps you remember to do that because that's something I constantly need to work on. My tone is always like hasty. (laughs) Hasty. Yeah, watch your tone. Um, No, I do love that and I always try to remind myself that, you know, my motherhood right now is their childhood. And it's their one childhood. Mm -hmm. And what they experience now is the equivalent to what I'm remembering about my childhood. Mm -hmm. And I have good and bad memories from being a kid. And um, our kids are going to have good and bad memories, too. Mm -hmm. But I always just try and remember, like, okay, this is a memory they're going to have, especially as my son gets older. Um, And how do I want them to remember me as a mom Mm -hmm. I just want them to remember that I loved being their mom and that's what is important to me and in a moment when I feel like right now it looks like I hate being their mom Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. then I need to change and I need to to adjust the way that I'm talking to them and the way that I'm interacting with them oh I love this so much it's so many good points that I need to keep note on okay number six is music and I actually really love this because something my mom says too is writer is like Mr. Sing person like oh, he really? just sings always and like even when he's sick the other day he wasn't feeling very good and he's just is like in the tub he's like it's Christmas in the pride land <laughs> <laughs> he, starts, he starts singing and I'm like oh my gosh so random like some lime guard song but I just was like it, it honestly just means he's happy my mom's mm-hmm. like my mom constantly says that because he just sings and my mom's like that just means he's happy like mm-hmm. he just it's a good thing so something that I do is when I'm in a bad mood I'll just put on a good song that I'm feeling and it I'll just put on Alexa and I just am like okay I can like shift my day around it's, it, I I'm something that I don't talk a ton about is I am totally strung and hit I get hit so hard with music mm-hmm. and I've grown up playing the piano my whole life and I used to teach piano and I just feel like if just listening to songs or anything I it just hits me if you want to make me cry mm-hmm. play a song like mm-hmm. I just it's something that I feel so connected to and I think kids can feel that too and so allowing that to be in your home um when it I don't know I I say that but also I think having it be quiet is good too like in the car sometimes it's good to just turn it off I get too much into music that I'm like okay it's good to just have peaceful moments too but Mm -hmm. if you're in a bad mood and you don't want your kids to know you're in a bad mood put on a good song and let them go be in a good mood and you can take your bad mood out the door and then come back when you're ready because I just think it changes everyone's mood you know I like that a lot and along with that is like dance parties I know me and you are both the dance party moms who dance a lot with our kids Mm -hmm. in the kitchen and um that's just a huge part of both of our cultures as moms is incorporating that and it makes a huge difference it really does too like be a kid for a second with Mm -hmm. them you know like Mm -hmm. enjoy them yeah I got kind of sad because I was like Christmas is over and I love Christmas because Christmas music is playing constantly and it just brings such a good feeling into our home and so I was talking to Dallin about like what kind of music can we play that brings like that same kind of feeling into our home all year long and we were just kind of brainstorming together different like artists and albums that we love that bring that same kind of feeling into our home Um, and really like there are there are so many ideas out there for really really good uplifting um, music are you like a Christian rock kind of girl um, I do I got into it on my on my mission for our church because I went to Alabama and we were allowed to listen to Christian rock when we were 
on the mission. Missionaries for our church don't tend to be allowed to listen to a lot of music. That's awesome about you. But yeah. we were allowed to listen at least in our mission to like Christian rock. And I got really into it. I really did fall for a lot of it. And now I am a big fan. Are you? Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> of Texas though. I mean, oh yeah. 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 That's so funny. It's like, but I'm kind of a closet lover of that. I know. I don't advertise it, but maybe I should. I don't know. Some I want to see your playlist, though, like that you've created to do that in your home. You know, yeah. I want to. Well, we should. We'll have to we should screenshot that. our playlist and share them too. Yeah, that's a to good To each idea. other and to the momhead. For sure. Um, but yeah, and we're big. Like I don't know. I love like um, just happy music, like Jason Mraz or. Mm-hmm you know jack johnson or any type of music that just adds like a happy vibe to our home i think just having it there um creates more peace yeah i love that okay the next one is eliminating distractions and noise um and to me the main like distraction or like quote-unquote noise that this describes would be like technology like i feel like if the tv's been on for too long it can shift the feeling in our home immediately by just turning it off. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes it's just too noisy, yes, you know? Yeah. It's just like noise and it's just bringing other noise into our home that doesn't need to be there and I will just start to feel stressed out mm-hmm. and start getting irritable and I'm just like, we need to turn the TV off. Mm-hmm. And we turn it off and it's better. Yeah. Or turning off your phone. That's a huge one. Mm-hmm. The distractions, like if you find that you've been scrolling too much or spending too much time on your phone or too much time talking on the phone or whatever, um, like oftentimes just just unplugging mm-hmm, mm-hmm. can just be the thing that can bring more peace in your home. Anything? Amen. I'm all about that. I don't have anything to add. I think that was perfect. Amen. I'm into that. Amen, brother, <laughs> sister. Brother. On the Christian rock note. <laughs> I know, that's Amen. so funny. <laughs> I love that we have that in common, though, for real. Okay, so number eight is reading together. I think this is so just self-explanatory. I just think it is. it ties so much back into what we're talking about, about being that one-on-one time. And, I mean, we talk about books all the time. We just think it's mm-hmm. a good thing to have. And I think it, it allows people to slow down that's why books are so great and I love that I hate that computers and stuff are being more implemented in schools because I think books allow you to slow down and allow you to interact with each other in so many different ways so I loved what Kim said when she came on the show um and she just said that we can bond together over stories yeah and I just loved that because it's true like when there's a good story we can tell with each other like that really does bond you together yeah yeah Okay, um, number nine is deep pressure hugs. And um, this is another kind of sciencey thing you can research. But so deep pressure hugs were originally um, something that they would implement for children who had like autism or disabilities of some sort mm-hmm. who needed to feel more connection. Yeah. Um, but they're starting to find that deep pressure hugs are good for all children and cause all children to feel more connected and more loved and more calm um so this quote says deep pressure hugs have been found to impact the automatic nervous system ans the part of the nervous system that regulates breathing heart rate and many other functions of the body so when our kids are um the the times that we implement deep pressure hugs are when i can feel my kids getting stressed out or start their 
they are starting to rise. They're, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're, you know, you can tell. Like for mm-hmm. for one of my kids, the sign of it is he starts breathing like, <laughs> mm-hmm. and one of my kids, he just gets this look on his face. Henry does like he and his big bottom lip literally pops out, and I can tell he's about to totally start bawling, lose it. Yeah. So whatever signs your kids are giving, when you can tell that they're starting to get on that edge of having a hard moment would be a really good time to implement a deep pressure hug and all it is is just a really tight hug where you hold them in and almost kind of force them into like a really nice hug and Mm -hmm. you count to 10 or you count to eight and you count out loud so that they realize that you're kind of um like the science behind it is that you are literally helping them regulate their breathing and their heart Mm -hmm. rate for a certain amount of time and you're helping them to calm down and you're sharing that calm with them so interesting Um, so and there's all kinds of studies about just physical touch in general and mm-hmm. how it improves our kids, you know, well-being. Even and for adults, I think, don't yeah. you feel? Oh, I heard of sure. like a heart connection hug where you hug to the left for like 20 oh. seconds with like an adult and it... Let's do that before you leave. <laughs> <laughs> you may have a 20 second hug. <laughs> but um, anyway, so this we is just... bounce off of each other. <laughs> We're the same height and it just, we would. No, but I love that though. I think that's so important. And mm-hmm. I think there's so much to say about physical touch, you mm-hmm. know? A ton. Oh yeah. And even if it's not those like deep pressure hugs, um, massages, like I give my little boys foot massages a lot or hand massages or I tickle their back or kind of rub their head or whatever. And it's just those, those physical connections that help them to feel calm. And yeah. peaceful in yeah. the same way that we do when we get a massage or like we go yeah. get a pedicure and we feel better and calmer you know it's totally. that deep pressure mm-hmm. that um literally helps regulate our heart rate and our breathing and doing that with our kids is a really good way to keep them calm that's awesome peaceful. i love that idea okay number 10 is expressing love often i really truly think that kids don't hear it enough i think yeah. they are constantly hearing so many different things in every direction and if we can allow that to be love in some way as often as we can I just think the, the better off it is you know mm-hmm. and it allows you to express that in your home and I want a house filled with love like I want I want that to be expressed and I think expressing it to each other as parents um, shows them that example too so. oh I like that a lot yeah it's so true so what are the ways that you kind of express love in your home? Do you feel like you guys do it more with like, you know, think of the love languages. How does it mm-hmm. most often get expressed? We talk about these love languages all the time, <clears throat> which I think is is so great. Writer is a, a love note kind of guy. He's, oh, really? He loves to just write just or make things for somebody or mm-hmm. it, like make cookies for, for you. You know, he just loves doing things for people. So I don't know if it's words or if it's like a service thing, but um. So I think he does a lot of that. And I think implementing that, like making cookies, taking it to people or, you know, serving, serving does a huge thing for kids too. It allows them to get out of their mind of, of the first world things that they can have all the time and allowing them to serve and look outward too, I think is huge and allows more love to fill with, within their themselves when they help others, they feel good. So it helps everyone feel good. I don't know. Every morning I call it morning hugs and I just do morning hugs for each of my kids and just finding, I mean, I think a lot of it comes naturally as moms. We just love mm-hmm. our kids and we want to show that. But maybe sometimes it doesn't. And maybe you're having a really hard stage with one of your kids where you like physically and emotionally are having, where you feel like you don't love them maybe. Because you're, 
you're just exhausted or they're acting out a ton or you don't you can't reach them I know with some of some of my kids there's times where I feel more connected and and some of them I'm not and so I think allowing yourself to take in those seasons is okay and just trying your best from it I think sometimes kids if if you're feeling that push away from your kid or you feel some kind of distance with your child I think you can love them even at a distance if they're not allowing them if the, if they're not allowing you to love them you can still love from a distance if they don't want to mm-hmm. hug you right now you can still go make them a treat or go mm-hmm. you know go find something and it's okay to do that and I think as our kids get older we can always love them and even if they start to go different directions than us we'll always love them from a distance and I think it starts really young too yeah I think um, Sorry, that was like long-winded. <laughs> no, I loved that. I was just listening, just soaking it in. Um, yeah, I think that, you know, if anything stuck with me in any classes that involve child development, it's that the main, like, our beliefs about ourselves and about the world around us and about our value and our worth are determined before the age of five. By the time I we know, turn five, that, crazy? that is determined in our, like, deep you know, like our subconscious. Yeah. And so our role as mothers above anything else, in my opinion, the most important thing we can do is to instill in our little kids this feeling that they are worthy and that they are loved and that they have a place in this world that is important and special and that they are loved beyond measure. Um, and to me, that's, you know, the the motivator behind all of these different tactics is expressing that love often so that, you know, they can develop that subconscious belief that they are loved and that they are important and that they are valued. And, um, kind of my philosophy between this whole gentle parenting thing is just that there's so much negative in the world. Like, especially it just gets worse and worse. And as our kids grow, there's going to be so many voices telling them that they're not good enough or they're not, you know, smart enough or they're not strong enough or they're not talented enough. And, Um, I just hope that they can always look back and none of those negative voices came for me and that the only voices that they ever received at home are only of positive and uplifting because there's going to be enough of the other, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, if you're doing your best to just let your children know that you love them, I just feel like that is the essence of being a gentle and a peaceful mother. Mm. We could end on that. That's so good. That's amazing. I seriously feel like you should come up with like a course or something for gentleness. You don't have to put this on there, but like, or we should do episodes on this because you have so much good information. (laughs) Another course for us. Hashtag buy my course. (laughs) No, I really am passionate about it. I don't feel like I'm an expert enough though to to do anything like, that. like I've always told Dallin like I would love to write like a book or something about it but I don't feel like I'm an expert enough on it but I, I like I, reading a lot of people's books so about good. it who are experts <laughs> but I think you're combining it all and, and making it into something tangible for moms <clears> you know <throat> I think it's awesome well we know it's tough to always stay gentle calm and peaceful and I don't think I've ever met a mom who is perfect at it but um and my friend's mom the other day was like how are you always so gentle with your kids and I literally laughed out loud and like almost spit out my food because we were (laughs) eating and I'm like I'm not you know (laughs) it's 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 impossible to be perfect at it but hopefully these tips can help you find one thing 
that you'd like to try in your effort to have more peace in your motherhood. And, you know, we've talked about this before, but my word of the year is peace. So I'm going to be referring back to this list too, a lot, especially Mm -hmm. during these, those really difficult moments to try and get ideas too. So we're just offering ideas. None of us are perfect. Mm -hmm. We all have like those moments where we totally lose it and our humanness takes over, but, um, hopefully this was helpful in some way. I think you guys should go and ask Marin different scenarios of how, like maybe they have a two-year-old that's like struggling with something. I think they should. I think Marin would, would give so many good tips on how to just handle certain situations. So if you're having like, you just want like a friend-to-friend talk and hear more of her expertise, I just feel like she has good tips on helping situations. And if you feel like you're in a struggle with one of your kids or you just feel like a scenario that you could maybe reach out to her and I don't know, I just think you have good ideas on how you respond. And I think moms could benefit from that. So thanks, moms. I love you. Okay. This has been amazing. So many amazing tips. Come over, find us on Instagram at the.mamahood. You can email us at the mamahood podcast at gmail.com. And of course your reviews are like an instant message to us. We always see those and they pop up and we love them. And we you do. guys are amazing. Those are a love note to us. So yeah. any reviews help. So like us, tag us, and um, leave us a review. And we'll love you forever. Okay. Have a good week, mamas. <laughs>